This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, ArtCloud. Trusted by thousands of galleries, artists, and collectors worldwide, ArtCloud's all-in-one art management solution and integrated art marketplace is the fastest growing of its kind. Use ArtCloud's marketplace to discover and buy exceptional pieces tailored for your taste, share your favorites with friends and fellow art enthusiasts, and use the app to visualize artwork in your own space. If you're an artist or gallery, plug into ArtCloud's best-in-class art management platform, including easy-to-use client inventory management, sales assistance, and the opportunity to grow your business by listing your art on ArtCloud's booming marketplace. Ready to explore ArtCloud? Registration is free, so sign up now on artcloud.com, spelled A-R-T-C-L-D.com, and request a demo today. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're here with Francesco Belanca, CEO of Feral Horses, a London-based startup that allows you to buy and sell shares of contemporary artworks. Francesco, thanks for speaking with us. Hi, Adam. Thank you for inviting me here. So first, for our listeners who aren't familiar with Feral Horses, can you kind of walk us through how exactly uh, it works on the site? Lovely. Okay, so what we do at Feral Horses uh, can easily be described as the stock market for art. So what we do is fairly simple. Uh, we, we give the opportunity to artists and in the future to collect, uh, collectors, galleries and other institutions uh, to do pretty much an IPO of the artworks on what we call a primary market. So what really happens is that they upload the artwork on the platform. Uh, we set a selling period with them, and together with them, we decide the threshold. The threshold is the minimum amount of shares that has to be sold in order to validate the sale at the end of the selling period. So if at the end of the selling period, the artwork has passed the threshold, the sale is validated. Otherwise, uh, if that didn't happen, uh, investors get their money back and the artworks remain on the property of the artist. Now, once the selling period ends, the artworks passing the threshold enter what we call the secondary market, which is simply a live trading platform where people can freely trade the shares that they own, setting a what price and how many shares they want to sell, putting those orders on sale. And then if someone else on the platform is willing to buy at the price that the, tra- that the transaction happens, pretty much. In the meanwhile, uh, what we do with the physical, actual artwork is that once it passes the primary market to the secondary market, we start offering for rental, uh, either to offices or hotels or private or even foundations and galleries. And the rental activity then creates uh, a revenue that is then proportionally divided among the share owners, creating you know, what is a new revenue stream in relation to, to art investment. So is that kind of like a dividend where whoever owns shares will receive some that's kind of That's perfect. That, that's, that's exactly what, what it is. Uh, it's calculated uh, daily. So uh, each share, the, the atom is the share. So each person that owns one share for the, the, the most amount of hours in a day is considered uh, worth receiving the dividend for, for that day when the art is rented. Yeah. And so we know there's, of course, strong demand for collectors to acquire art and um, own it and display it on their walls for people to see. Why do you think there's demand um, for this kind of product? Yeah. Okay. So I have a two-part answer mainly. Um, One is going to be very business-focused and investment-focused, and the other one is going to be more philosophical. 
the business reason behind what we do is fairly straightforward. Uh, the word asset value is estimated to be around three trillion, but only around 60 billion are traded a year. Now, there's a strong case that can be made that the reason for that is that there are uh, a lot of barriers in buying and selling art that you need to find uh, the right price, you need to agree on the price, you need to uh, find the, the outlet where to sell it and the outlet where to buy it, and you need to match people. The outcome of that is that an artwork on average is sold twice every 100 years. So that shows substantial inefficiency because there's a lot of people willing to, to just maybe sell and buy, but there's fewer transactions there that could uh, on the market. So there is a big opportunity in that sense for the art investment market to kind of open the doors to more people. But uh, if we talk from a more kind of conceptual, philosophical, and maybe thought-provoking point of view, what we do has a very complex aim, uh, which is reversing the alienation of the people from the art. Uh, with this, I'm not saying that everybody's alienated. Uh, what I mean is that uh, as part of uh, the literature on the relationship between human and, and art suggests there are two main groups of people. Uh, I'm obviously oversimplifying here, but uh, th those who need art and those who don't. Uh, the ones uh, needing art, maybe because of their bringing or other factors, will interact with art no matter what. They will acquire art if they can afford it. They will go to museums when they can, and they will read artsy blog when commuting. Uh, so we can argue that they're not alienated from art. But the alienated are the ones who don't need art. They have a known relationship with art, and we identify in the environment the drivers of the alienation. In fact, if we think that uh, at the way the postmodern capitalism has changed the interaction between human and objects, we can easily support that the only relation they consider valuable are the ones related to either practical use, ownership, or profit creation. And in that discourse, art has no place because it doesn't have any practical use. It could be owned, uh, but it could be considered as an investment, but the lack of transparency on the pricing and many other aspects make people feel like most of it is a scam or a phony market and that it puts off a lot of people. So, and here is where pretty much we come into place. Uh, we try to offer a platform where people have transparency, where people can own artworks, even portionally, uh, that they would never be able probably to own in uh, the normal market, uh, uh, where people can gain profit from art. Uh, and with that, with our platform, we give a postmodern capitalistic reason for people not needing art to start interacting with it. Uh, because we strongly believe that, that that kind of alienation process can actually be reversed. And how, how do the artworks appear on the platform? Is it um, you acquiring the artwork and then putting it on there? Is the artist doing it directly? Is it collectors choosing to sell, uploading their own artworks? How do, who is it who's getting the artworks on the platform? Okay, so the, the actual uh, process is, uh, is that we, we, we do the uploads and we, we kind of like curate in a way uh, the content that is on the platform. Uh, as for the selection process in, is concerned, um, it, it, that is done by, by, by our director, who is helped by a number of independent curators and is in charge of, of that part of the process. And we can call it the sourcing of the art. And as for now, we only focus on artists. 
and so we don't we're not open to uh, collectors or uh, institutions and we only focus uh, on artists that they are in the early stage of their career but they have already interacted with institutions uh, we have artists that collaborated maybe with the louvre we have uh, artists that collaborated with vatican city so we, we we try to kind of like get people that are we could say emerging but they had already gained some kind of recognition from the art market. Uh, the reason for the choice is mainly linked to the fact that we want to have artists that are actively involved in it, on the platform and with what we do. So we try to have artists that become the first brand ambassador in a way uh, to, to what we do because we strongly believe that we also give them the opportunity to be back in, in charge of many aspects of the art world that usually uh, are not taken into consideration for uh, the economic value, the price fluctuation, and all that can be done on a platform because they can, again, set the threshold or even decide that some of the shares are not on sale. So they can decide that 10% they're going to keep it and they're going to maybe resell it back in the secondary market a second time. Now, the sourcing, uh, the sourcing aspect, uh, as for now, is uh, mainly quantitative. Uh, we do add on the curatorial aspect also financial analysis of the artist. Uh, with bus sales taking into consideration other factors. But uh, our aim is to be able to constantly improve the efficiency of the quantitative layer before the art director selection. So we want to get to a point where we can put in place a network analysis that monitor on a monthly or weekly or whatever basis on always a uh, growing number of artists. And there we narrow down the selection to a human-sized list that is then assessed by the art director and the curatorial team. Art is often talked about as an alternative asset. What's interesting about your platform is that you'll actually be able to see what kind of returns people are making when they're buying and selling their shares. Is there any expectation um, in terms of the kind of return potential investors could expect to receive? Yeah, yeah, it is a very, very spot on question. And, and the point that is that we, we, we can look at, at the literature. Uh, the numbers are usually out there, always very consistent. And you talk about an appreciation of the art of around 10% year on year. Now, the problem there is that with the normal structure of the art market, uh, you, you would have to diversify a lot in order to get the 10% because that 10% is an average. And as pretty much everything on the word is just a power law. So there's few artists that really do great and a long tail of artists that are not performing that well. Uh, so for us, is really trying to kind of like get to that average uh, on the appreciation and giving the opportunity to everybody to diversify in a very volatile market and actually aiming uh, at those numbers. Now, the, the, the very interesting bit on what we do is that the capital gain, so the appreciation of the art, is not the only revenue stream that we create. Because as, as I was mentioning before, uh, the, the, the rental uh, creates a new revenue stream. Uh, and what we expect and what we're already uh, dealing with is uh, that an artwork is rented. When an artwork is rented, it's going to generate dividends from 5 to 16% a year. And so those dividends are also going to play a role in, in that ROI and will mitigate the risk of investing on our platform. If uh, someone eventually buys 100% of the shares, does that mean they, at that point, is that the only way that someone can actually acquire an artwork on your platform? 
Uh, okay. <laughs> the, the the problem of like uh, the possession of, of the art and get it to a hundred percent is uh, like a problem that we start like like posing ourselves from from the very beginning uh, because it's the normal way that people know interact with art. They just want to buy. It. And so we we have uh, we have set a maximum so uh, a max number of shares that can be acquired on the primary market, which is around twenty percent. Uh, in order to kind of like uh, not create that that situation from from day one. Now uh, there's two ways that that can happen. So the the, the platform the, the platform can lose one of the artwork and like the the artwork can be sold from uh, outside the platform. And that is either someone from outside the platform wants to buy it, and so we give them the opportunity to do a public offering, where all the people on uh, that owning the shares uh, can agree to, and then the artworks get out of the platform. Or people can play inside the platform and get to own 100% and then reach out to us and say, okay, listen, we have 100%. I want to take you out of the platform because that's mine. Well, I think, uh, Francisco, it's a very interesting platform and we'll definitely be following to see how things go and progress. And if our listeners want to learn more about it or even sign up for Feral Horses, what's the website they can visit? They can go on www.fairhorses.co.uk. They can also reach out on, on, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, or we have a bunch of emails out there. They can reach out as artists at uh, fairhorses.co.uk for the artists they might be interested in uh, submitting their work to our art director or info at, and they can just like chat with us. Perfect. Francesco, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks to ArtCloud for sponsoring this week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast. Trusted by thousands of galleries, artists, and collectors worldwide, ArtCloud's all-in-one art management solution, an integrated art marketplace, is the fastest growing of its kind. Use ArtCloud's marketplace to discover and buy exceptional pieces tailored for your taste, share your favorites with friends and fellow art enthusiasts, and use the app to visualize artwork in your own space. If you're an artist or gallery, Plug into ArtCloud's best-in-class art management platform, including easy-to-use client inventory management, sales assistance, and the opportunity to grow your business by listing your art on ArtCloud's booming marketplace. Are you ready to explore ArtCloud? Registration's free, so sign up now on ArtCloud.com. That's spelled A-R-T-C-L-D.com. And request a demo today.